0: Welcome to Sex for Money, the podcast where we talk about the business of writing, publishing, and selling erotica and erotic romance. I'm your host, Cameron D. James. We're going to shake up our schedule just a little bit. If you listened to the last episode, you might remember that I had hoped to get Master Dominic on the show this month to talk about taboo erotica. Unfortunately, we weren't able to make our schedules work out, so I will hopefully have Dominic on next month. For this month's episode, that does bring up the perfect opportunity to talk about how an author builds a platform from the ground up. To give you some context, I've recently written a young adult novel. Uh, It's a gay romance young adult novel, so the ideal target audience is ages 18 and under. There are, of course, adults over the age of 18 who read young adult books, but the target readership is under 18 because my Cameron D. James platform has a whole lot of stuff on it, especially in the social media aspect of it, that is inappropriate for under 18 readers, I decided to create a new pen name for my young adult romance. Uh, So my new pen name is Dylan James. It's very, very similar to Cameron D. James, uh, as you probably picked up immediately. And that was intentional um, because if I have readers of my Cameron D. James books that are interested in my young adult books, it's easy to make that connection and that leap from Cameron D. James to Dylan James. However, if someone is interested only in my young adult fiction and they're not interested in the adult-oriented stuff under my main pen name, then things are still separate. A reader can follow just Dylan James and not be bothered with Cameron D. James at all. So that was my reason behind that. Um, so technically I built a platform for Dylan James off of the back of Cameron D. James. However, as Dylan James, I didn't really gain a lot from my association with Cameron D. James. So it is still like building an author platform from the ground up, from scratch, having nothing, um, and with no support. So we're going to talk about what I did and we'll also talk about what you can do to apply to your own platform, whether you're brand new and starting out and you want to build a platform, or perhaps you're an existing author that's just never really gotten the social media thing and you're looking to get into it, um, or if you're looking for a few tips to brush up on your social media platform networking skills, hopefully you will get something out of this episode as well. The number one step... I always recommend for an author, especially an author of erotica and erotic romance, is to set up a Twitter account. When you set up a Twitter account, um, one of the first things it does is it tries to get you to follow people that you might be interested in, like as part of your setup process, I would hold off on that step. So let's just back up a couple steps here too, because I realized I'm getting a little ahead of myself. So if you don't have a Twitter account, go to twitter.com and sign up. And sign up as your pen name, if you're using a pen name, rather than signing up as your real name, because then your real name is in the system somewhere. Uh, And unlike Facebook, Twitter does not have a real names policy, so you can sign up under whatever name you want to. Uh, Go through the steps of the Twitter setup. So it's been a few weeks since I've done this, but um, they do ask for a bio, a birthday, a location, uh, a profile photo, a cover photo, and they try to suggest some accounts that you can follow or they try to help you find accounts to follow. So when you're setting up your account, um, uh, definitely In your bio, make it clear who you are and what you do. So if you are an erotica writer, definitely put erotica writer in your bio. If you are a writer of a specific niche or genre or topic, definitely put that in there as well. So for example, if you write gay spanking erotica, put that in your bio. Because if someone is looking for gay spanking erotica, they see your bio, they will click on your bio, and they will... Then navigate to your page and find out about your books. I see far too many authors who don't have a bio. Their bio field is completely empty. And so I don't even know that they're an author until I start scrolling through their tweets. Or there are people that have a bio that is fully detailed, but it doesn't mention that they're a writer. Or if it mentions that they're a writer, it doesn't mention what they write. Those are very important things to put in your bio. You can, of course, put in other things as well, personal details about yourself that you are willing to make public knowledge. Um, and this might be the time to remind you that anything you put on the internet becomes public knowledge. So if there is something you don't want the whole world to know, don't put it on Twitter or other social media platforms. So you go through the setup process and make sure that you put up at least a profile photo. You don't necessarily need a cover photo, although that is definitely beneficial, because if you don't have a profile photo, then you just have this generic graphic that means you have no image, and that is that makes it unlikely that people will follow you. You have to have a profile that includes a bio and a picture, otherwise people are unlikely to follow you. So after that step, or might be a couple steps later, uh, it will ask you to. It will. Twitter will try to help you find accounts that you should follow and network with. Skip that step for now. Don't do it now. So you complete the rest of the steps. Putting in a location is optional. Putting in a birthday, I think, is also optional. Once everything is set up, then your next step is to actually put out a few tweets even though you have no followers at this point you want to put out a few tweets they can be generic tweets like i just set up this brand new twitter account i'm an erotica author looking to network with other authors and readers if you already have a book that's published you could say uh check out my hot erotica gay spanking book with a link to amazon if you aren't published yet, but you are in the process of it, either through self-publishing or through a publisher, your first couple tweets could be about how your book is coming soon. If you have a pre-order link, you can throw that pre-order link up. If you have some graphics, throw the graphics up. Whatever you do, just make sure that the first few tweets that you have have to do with you and your books. The reason why is because when you start following people... Typically, they will click on your profile and skim through it first before deciding to follow you back. And if you don't have a profile photo, you don't have a bio, and you don't have tweets already, you look like an automated bot, and people are unlikely to follow you back. So now comes a part of who do you follow? How do you find people that are going to follow you back? Well, there's an easy one. I will always follow an author back. So go to at Cameron underscore d underscore James and give me a follow as long as your author bio as long as your bio says you're an author, uh, I will follow you back. So there's no stress in that one. If you're looking for one automated automatic follower, follow me. Beyond that, um, you can search some hashtags and follow people that use the hashtags. Uh once you start tweeting and you use hashtags in your tweeting, uh you will attract people that will like what you're doing and they will follow you. It's up to you if you want to follow them back, but it's generally good etiquette if they look to be a real person to follow them back. There are a whole lot of spam bots out there that will follow you and you probably don't want to follow them back. If you make a mistake and do follow them and they start sending you spam, just unfollow. It's that simple. Um Some people make a big deal out of it. It's really not a big deal. It happens all the time. The strategy that I was taught to gain followers very quickly on Twitter, and I have tried it and it does work, is to search for accounts or hashtags that are relevant to the audience that you're trying to reach. So, for example... If you are a gay erotica author and you're looking for followers and you happen to stumble across my account or someone else's account, look for if they have a pinned tweet at the top of their profile. So right now I do have a pinned tweet on my Twitter page that talks about some of my upcoming projects. It takes a little bit of clicking around, but then you look for the list of people who have retweeted that pinned tweet. It'll show up as a list of everyone that has retweeted and there's follow buttons next to everybody's name. Follow everybody that has retweeted that tweet because those people are fairly active on Twitter. If they're retweeting someone else's tweet, they're active on Twitter and they there's a higher chance that they will follow you back versus just some random person. Of course, not everybody will follow you back. So what you want to do is let's just pick some general dates. On Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, do a few minutes of that where you find uh, an account that you like, you look at their pinned tweet, you find out who's retweeted that pinned tweet, and you follow all of those people. Or if you see a very popular tweet that came out that you enjoy, that you think uh, is similar to what your audience would like to read, then the people that retweeted that tweet are also people that you want to follow. So just, again, navigate to finding who retweeted it, find that list, click all the follow buttons. So you do that Monday to Thursday. There, Most people, actually, I can't make that generalization. Some people will follow you back. Some people will not follow you back. And you're not interested in those people that will not follow you back. So on Saturday or Sunday, you go to your following list, so the list of every account that you are following, and you look for that little tag next to their name that says follows you. Those are the people that have followed you back. You want to keep them. You want to keep following them. Scroll through the list till you find accounts that do not say follows you. So those are people that you followed, but they chose not to follow you back for whatever reason. Perhaps they weren't interested. Perhaps they even missed a notification who knows? It could be a personal reason, could be a totally not personal reason. But unfollow those accounts. There is no benefit to following an account that won't follow you back in general. There are some specific cases, like if there's a Twitter account that puts out news that you want to follow, or if there's a Twitter account that puts out advice you want to follow, or if it's your favorite author and you want to follow them but they haven't followed you back, you don't have to unfollow them. You can still follow them the reason why we wait a couple days before unfollowing is we give people a little bit of time to follow you back Um, because some people aren't in Twitter every day uh, or if they are maybe they're not checking their follows to see who they want to follow back they might do that like on a Friday night or something like that so you just keep doing this week after week so with my new pen name Dylan James I've been using this strategy and I'm had I've had my Twitter account for, I think, three or four weeks, and I'm at 340-ish followers, most of which were gained through this process. Um, there, was, there was a bit of crossover from my Cameron D. James pen name to my Dylan James pen name, uh, some people that chose to follow me because, hey, I like Cameron, I want to support him in his new venture as Dylan. So there was some of that, but most of my followers I have gained through this process or just engaging in uh writing talk on Twitter, like using the M writing hashtag or looking for um, other hashtags or games or writing discussions that happen on Twitter. There are a whole bunch of them. They're pretty easy to find. Uh, Another way that I briefly mentioned to attract followers is to use hashtags that your audience is likely to use or that people you want to network with are likely to use. Uh, If you're writing in the erotic genres, hashtag E-A-R-T-G, which stands for Erotic Author Retweet Group, or L-P-R-T-G, which I think stands for Literary Pulp Retweet Group, and hashtag S-S-R-T-G, which stands for, I think, Smart Smut Retweet Group, those are good hashtags to use. They're very active, and people will probably follow you back for them. If you're writing in a specific niche, or if you're not writing in the erotic genres at all, but you're writing in a different genre, you can just do a Google search for popular hashtags for whatever genre. So, for the um, young adult stuff that I write under Dylan James, a friend of mine had sent a list of uh, a friend of mine had sent a link to a list of popular hashtags for young adult fiction. And so I've just been using some of those and I've been attracting followers and they are not hashtags I would have normally thought of on my own. So it's always good to do a Google search or if you've connected well with someone on Twitter, just ask them, do you have some popular hashtags that you use? A lot of authors are more than willing to help other authors. It never hurts to ask. And I just realized I've been talking about hashtags as if you know how to use them. Uh, And also talking about Twitter as if you know roughly how to use it. Um, That's beyond the scope of this episode. So if you are looking for that information, just do a quick Google search. That will definitely come up. So that's Twitter. But not everybody is on Twitter. Um, Twitter doesn't work well for everybody. Um, Twitter is not the be-all, end-all. So you do need more of a platform beyond that. And where you go depends on your target audience, and where you think your target audience is. So some other options are Facebook, Tumblr, YouTube, Snapchat, Pinterest, Instagram, and probably a whole bunch more. Uh, If you know where your target audience hangs out, then that's an easy choice. Just decide which platforms you want to invest time and energy into. I would suggest not getting on all of them. Just get on the ones that you know you can commit to or the ones that interest you. So for example, with Cameron D. James, I went all in, which was a bad idea. So I'd have a Facebook page, a Facebook profile, a Pinterest page, a Tumblr account. Um, That might be it. I'll have a Google Plus page. Um, And so I don't use most of those. I use Twitter um, quite a bit. And I sometimes use my Facebook page. Uh, And so, like I did mention, you have to go where your audience is. So, for Dylan James, that's a young adult pen name. I know that a lot of young people don't use Facebook. And the stats, if you ever research them, will back that up. Uh, Facebook is used by people who I believe are age 35 and up primarily. There's a very strong presence on Facebook Uh, I believe in the 50 plus, Uh, but if you're trying to reach 25 and under, Facebook is not the place to be. So you can research just by doing a quick Google search, you know, uh, social media, best social media platforms for whatever age group or um, best social media platforms for men or most popular social media platforms for women. Do whatever searches you need to do to find that information that you're looking for. Alternatively, if you have connected with someone who is in your target audience, you can also just ask them. So with Dylan James, I had a, I have a follower that's a young person. I think he's 16, 17, around there somewhere, uh, and he's active on social media. So I sent him a direct message on Twitter, and I said, "Hey, I'm just trying to connect with um, people who are under the age of 18 for my new young adult." pen name, and my young adult books. And I'm just unsure of where younger people hang out nowadays because I know Facebook isn't it. Do you have any suggestions? And this person very helpfully replied with a whole list of places where he and his friends hang out online. So like it was YouTube and Instagram and Snapchat. um, And there might have been a couple others. Uh, I do not have the time and energy to invest in all of them. So I decided to choose one just one additional platform that I know I can commit enough time and energy to, and that's Instagram. So Dylan James has an Instagram uh, profile. And again, with using Instagram, it means knowing how to use the platform a little bit. So knowing what types of pictures draw attention, knowing how to use hashtags and when to use hashtags and knowing which hashtags are popular and that just takes some basic research the benefit with instagram though is that when you start typing a hashtag it will suggest hashtags and also list how many times it's been used so that's an easy way to find out if the hashtag you're using is popular or not uh, and then different social media platforms people engage with them differently uh, it requires different things on your side so if you decide to go onto snapchat it's very hard to gain followers naturally on snapchat so you need to uh, advertise elsewhere such as on your twitter profile that you have a snapchat account that you want people to follow so whatever social media platforms you decide to engage in um it the same basic advice applies to all of it which is just don't give up don't get discouraged so with my Instagram account, I think I have 14 followers, so it's not very much. However, I get one or two every time I post something, so I know it slowly builds. Getting people to follow your Facebook page is extremely difficult. Um, You're better off with a Facebook profile, and there are a whole lot of people that want to connect with authors on Facebook. Um, So that's easy to do. So no matter which platform you decide to start with or which platform you decide to take on once you've mastered one of them, the same basic principles apply for all of them. Make sure that you have a bio filled out. Make sure that you have a profile picture at the very least. And make sure that you have some posts up immediately. Um, Don't wait around until you find the perfect first post to post on your Twitter or your Facebook or your Instagram or whatever. Just get something out right away because when people decide if they want to follow you, they are going to look at your profile and they are looking for these things to see if you're an interesting person, to make sure that you're not a spam bot, um, to see if you are someone that they want to follow. So that's the whole social media aspect of things. Um, You do want to have a website at some point and this can be something free you don't need to pay for a domain and hosting you can use wix or you can use um, wordpress to create a website you just need some sort of a landing page that you can list in your bios on all of these social media platforms uh, so that if someone is interested in your books they can click on that link find your website and then find the books that you have published and where to buy them so it does take some time and energy and a little bit, of, little bit of computer know-how to get this done, but it is something that anyone can do as long as you have the patience to do it. Um, and you do it as little or as much as you want to do. So I have mentioned a few times that I have a whole lot of pen names um, for ba- various things. Some of them have only a Twitter account and then a free WordPress site. Um and I invest only a little time in it because I, can only, I only have a little bit of time free to invest. Other pen names like Cameron D. James and Dylan James, and then the stuff I do for my publisher, Deep Desires Press, that takes a considerable amount of time because I'm posting all the time on all these different places. I do want to mention, before I forget, that if you do navigate to my Cameron D. James Twitter, you'll see that I tweet frequently, about my books. Um, I do use a plugin called uh, social jukebox uh, at social bo- socialjukebox.com uh, and I do have to pay to use it but what it does is it um, you plug a bunch of tweets into Social jukebox and then it spits them out at random times and in random orders. Um, and once you have a fair number of books, that's definitely something that you want to l- look at doing. Well, maybe you don't want to, but it's something you might want to consider, uh, is getting Social Jukebox or some other program that lets you send out automated tweets so that you don't constantly have to think, okay, I need to promote myself today, this is what I'm going to do. However, you don't really want to do it until you have a considerable number of tweets. Otherwise, if someone looks at your Twitter, they'll see the same two or three tweets over and over and over and over again, and they're not likely to follow you. With all of your social media platforms make sure that you promote your books i have seen authors that almost never promote their books, so i have no idea what they write i don't know where their books are available i don't know what genre they're in i don't know how many books they've got i don't know anything you don't have to be a total spam bot and tweet about your books nonstop, but i would advise that 10 to 20 percent of your tweets uh be about your books um on other platforms, you want to be less spammy. Uh, Facebook, you definitely want to be less spammy, but you do want to talk about your books now and then. And deciding how frequently to talk about your books depends on the quote-unquote shelf life of post on those platforms. So on Twitter, generally, if someone doesn't see the tweet as it comes out, they're unlikely to see that tweet at all. So a shelf life of a tweet is a few seconds to a few minutes, so that's why it makes sense to do a fair number of promotional tweets on Twitter. However, with Facebook, um, when you log in, I'm sure you've seen that it will show you posts from a couple days ago as like right at the top of your page, uh, of your news feed. So on Facebook, you don't want to self-promote 10 to 20% of the time. You want to self-promote maybe once a week, Um, maybe slightly more or slightly less depending on where your comfort level is and how many books you have to offer. Uh, So it does take a little bit of just fiddling around with the platforms and figuring out what seems like an appropriate amount of self-promotion before it feels like spam. Um, And never apologize for self-promoting because as an author, you make money on sales and the only way you can make a sale is if people know about your book And one of the main ways that people know about your book is through your self-promotion, so don't feel bad for doing that. Well, I think that's the main gist of building a platform from the ground up. I did focus quite a bit on Twitter, um, but I do find that Twitter is the best place to start as a writer. Uh, Just set yourself up with an account, start tweeting, uh, engage in writing talk and uh, writing chat and have a little bit of fun. Don't forget to promote yourself. And then from there, look at where you want to grow. So Facebook, possibly YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, Tumblr, WordPress, Pinterest, wherever wherever makes the most sense for both you and your audience. Um, so for example, I know that young people use YouTube all the time anyone that's under the age of 20 that I know, they're always on YouTube. However, I have no patience for YouTube. I don't watch videos. I don't like recording videos. So it's something I would not feel comfortable doing. So I don't, I have not set myself up with a YouTube account. However, Instagram is level involve, of involvement that I can handle. Uh, and it's also convenient because it's on my phone. So it's easy to do. So that was a no brainer. I'm going to do that one. Um, And it also comes down to what do you feel capable of handling mental health-wise. And what I mean by that is I personally find Facebook to be a very angry and depressing place. Everybody there is arguing. Everyone there is complaining about stuff. Everyone there is oversharing personal depressing details, which I do not like any of that stuff because it makes me feel angry or depressed or uh, anxious or all sorts of other negative feelings that then impact my ability to be productive with my writing and my publishing. So for me, staying off of Facebook is a choice made in the interest of better mental health. So if you don't like Twitter... like. I say everyone should be on Twitter, but if you don't like Twitter because it makes you angry, it makes you depressed, it makes you anxious, you feel like you're missing out something, um, then don't go on Twitter. Not everybody is on Twitter. Whatever you do, you do have to be on at least one social media platform. Um, I've found over the years that my sales climb when I am involved in social media, And they fall when I am not involved in social media. So, right now, like I said, I use all that, I use Social Jukebox to promote, uh, send out promotional tweets all the time. Before I got that program, I used to spend Monday morning opening up Tweet Deck and then I would program all of these promotional tweets for during the week. And when I missed a week, I would see my sales fall. Uh, So, social media, sometimes it feels like It definitely feels like no one is listening because I don't, I get people liking and retweeting my tweets, but they're by people who like and retweet all the time. So I don't think it's that they're particularly interested in my book. It's just they're being nice authors and they're retweeting. And so I don't see a lot of genuine interaction with tweets. However, I do notice that if I don't tweet, my sales go down. So there is some sort of connection there. Uh, Maybe not causation, but there's definitely a correlation. Um, So you do need to be on at least one social media platform. Choose the one that you're going to have the most fun on. Choose the one that you can engage the most authentically with. Um, So if I were to uh, try to engage on Facebook, which I have tried to do, since i don't like facebook i'm not going to engage with it in the best way possible i'm like on there for maybe five minutes at most i do my business and then i get the hell out of there and so since i don't engage with it authentically um i don't think it impacts my sales one way or the other like i i could probably just abandon facebook and it wouldn't make one tiny bit of difference to my sales and my author presence and whatever else I want to measure. However, if I would do the same to Twitter, then that would impact things. Because Twitter I engage with, um, I have built relationships with people there, I find that it affects my sales, and so if I would decide to drop it, then it would make my sales drop. However, if I had gone into Twitter the way I go into Facebook, where I'm just on there for five minutes, do my business, get the hell out of there, then Twitter would not be as effective for me as it is now. So it is. it does also come down to that you have to engage with it in an authentic, honest, and playful nature. If you ever have any questions about uh, social media, you can always hit me up either by email or on Twitter. So if you want to email me, it's Cameron at IndieErotica.com. If you want to message me on Twitter, you can find me at Cameron underscore D underscore James. Uh, I do have people reaching out to me to ask questions every now and then. Don't be nervous to do so. Like I love helping people, so just send me a message. Say like, hey, do you have any recommendations for this? Hey, do you know some good hashtags? Or if you want to tell me something about, hey, I really found that Engaging in face with Facebook this way helped. Or um, I've really been finding that these sorts of tweets get gain a lot of traction. Like I love having these conversations. So definitely feel free to hit me up. And you should feel free to hit up any author that you want to hit up. Most people are more than willing to uh, to help, to offer advice, to offer guidance, to offer up their own experiences. If someone doesn't want to do that they just don't reply to your message so there's no harm done in that if you have a question just ask that brings us to the end of this episode finally i think i've said that brings us to about the end two or three times already but now it's actually the end next month i hope to get master dominic on here to talk about taboo erotica which means a month after that would be when we talk about safer sex in erotic fiction which I'm very much looking forward to. I've been working on that for a while now because it's going to be a composite of a number of interviews and uh, a bit of research and some personal reflection. So look forward to that in October. October. And I want to remind you that if you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so at Patreon.com/slash/SexForMoneyPodcast. If you'd like to check out my young adult novel, it's called Gay Love and Other Fairy Tales by Dylan James. It will come out on September 11th in both ebook and paperback. The ebook pre-order link is already live, so you can find it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, iTunes, Kobo. Um, and a couple other places as well. So definitely check that out. Uh, I will also have it up on my website, CameronDJames.com, hopefully in the next couple of days. And with that, I am finally signing off. So we will catch you next month and thank you very much for listening.